This is the Power To Be Well podcast with your soon-to-be lifestyle specialist, me, Shanae, featuring my co-host, Ashley. We plan to take you on a journey discussing the many roadblocks we experience in marriage, kids, career, and everything in between, all the while maintaining physical, mental, and emotional state of well-being. I invite you to listen to the show and discover your power to be well in every part of your life. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. So let's dive in. Hello. Hi. It's so good to chat with you. I'm excited that we're doing this. I'm super excited. I think let's just get into it. All right. right. Okay. So welcome everyone. My name is Shanae and welcome to the Power To Be Well podcast. We're starting it off. This is our very first episode and today I have my lovely co-host Ashley. Hello. Hello. Hola. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're going to get into some really interesting topics, um, subtopics. And the very first thing today we're going to get into is talking about Parenting 101. Okay. Yes. Um, I think Ashley can agree um, that being a parent is the most fulfilling and wonderful um, aspect of life that you can go through. However, it can be a challenge. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about is pregnancy. And um, coincidentally, Ashley, my co-host, she's pregnant yeah I was just about to say like maybe we should definitely give them some background because you always have a (laughs) two-year-old and I'm at the very beginning like pregnant um, which I think is so beautiful you know about you designing this podcast in this way because we get to talk about the full spectrum of parenthood right right so pregnancy is the topic and so you know with that you know Ashley you know you can speak from a perspective of you know going through that process now and you know obviously I'm able to get a different perspective of like you said kind of being somewhat of I guess quote-unquote a vet or seasoned yeah Yeah. so you have your uh your vagina trophy already (laughs) I'm still working towards getting mine (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> so let's dive into it. So the very first thing we're going to talk about is dealing with the changes that your body goes through, um, through through pregnancy, through you know um, giving life, birthing life. So Ashley, um, let's kind of talk about what you're experiencing right now. You know what what changes have your body has gone through thus far in your pregnancy Mm, okay so currently I am in the six month window I'm 23 weeks pregnant okay um I found out I was pregnant at five weeks okay and I knew I was pregnant then because I was having cramps like um like my cycle was gonna start okay but it never started 
and <laughs> I'm like, I was congested and um, I'm like, what's going on with my body? Which was so odd because we're also in this COVID pandemic. Right. And I'm like, am I like, do I have COVID? Like, right. <laughs> am I running? Just start yeah, going. exactly. But um, when my when my cycle didn't come on, I was like, okay, just take a test, you know. Right. And so I guess the first sign there was just like cramping. Okay. And I think like that period definitely has a name, but it's <laughs> like when the uterus is um, is trying to attach the egg mm-hmm. is why you cramp something like that. Okay. But um, after that. I would say around um, maybe seven weeks is when I started to feel nauseous. Like nauseous all day long. Um, I never threw up, but all day I felt like I could, you know, I could definitely throw up. Did you feel nauseous in the beginning of your pregnancy? In doing my pregnancy a little bit, but I did not experience morning sickness or mm. anything. It, okay. And, and when I did, it was for a very, very short period of time. So fortunately for me, no, I didn't really experience Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, at the time, I'm a personal trainer. So at the time I was working in the gym right. and um, trying to be, you know, normal, right. like exercise, like regular. <laughs> so I think a part of that also could have been slight dehydration. You know, okay. my body needed more water than wow. I was consuming. Um, but then later on in my pregnancy, things have been pretty smooth. Cravings came, you know, what for a little bit. Oh, spaghetti. Um, <laughs> pickles, ramen, ramen, yeah, nasty ass ramen, nasty ass ramen. But you know, in in the beginning, donuts like kind of okay. sweet things. Okay, and um, but you know, in that first trimester, I couldn't eat any of it. Okay. Like because I was so nauseous, the only thing I ate was saltine crackers and ginger chews. <laughs> That's yeah, like something your grandma would keep in her pocket. Oh, but- yeah. I became that person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing else would kind of hold my stomach down. Right. And they tell you, like some, you know, other parents or other women will tell you, you need to drink lots of water. But actually drinking lots of water while I was nauseous made me feel like I was really going to be sick. Gotcha. So, I don't Ooh. know. I guess in the beginning, everything's different for everyone, but you just have to you know, kind of listen to your own body. (laughs) Right, right. Um, For me, like I said, the morning sickness, very, very brief moment in time when I experienced that, but I had no morning sickness. Um, However, I've already, I've always had a really big appetite, Mm -hmm. like a 13-year-old little boy. (laughs) So when I found out I was pregnant, um... And probably maybe like, um, I don't know when exactly it kicked, but it just seemed like all of a sudden my, my cravings, my hunger rather just spiked tremendously. Mm. Like to the point, Ashley, I would be crying to Dwight, my husband, um, 
just like, oh my gosh, I just ate five minutes ago and I'm so hungry. He's like, well, shit, Shanae, just eat. I'm yeah. <laughs> you know, so my, my, my hunger was like on a thousand. Yeah. It was that my cravings. Um, I crave fruits a lot mm. at, at, at work. Um, I work in an office setting at that time and um they used to call my co-workers would call me the fruit lady like oh i love it (laughs) literally i would have a big huge thing of fruit from Publix. i'll get a smoothie from panera and i'll probably get like a breakfast sandwich and that was like my typical breakfast but i pretty much ate whatever i wanted nothing really changed Mm -hmm. um i did not crave a lot of sweets i actually used to uh I stopped eating syrup. Like if I would eat pancakes or waffles, I converted to honey because just certain things just tasted too sweet. Yeah. And even to this day, I can't eat syrup. I have to eat honey. Just it's just certain things are just too sweet for my liking. Yeah. Well, we do share some similarities there. I actually forgot about that because okay. with the saltine crackers mm-hmm. and like ginger chews in the beginning, yeah. I did eat a lot of fruit. Yeah. Until I started to get um, in like a oral allergy reaction. Oh wow. It was um, really I thought I couldn't tell which fruit it was in the beginning, but it ended up being bananas. Really. Yeah, that would just cause like little bumps to pop up on my tongue and my mouth would just feel sore, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and my probably one of the first times, like my husband had to go out and get me something that I really, really wanted (laughs) was, uh, Denny's pancakes. Oh my God, Denny's. You know, I had never been to Denny's, but it was about <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I want pancakes. Yeah. Like, and I, I just want like really sweet pancakes. Ugh. And there's a Waffle House where we were. We were like in California, like yeah. Northern California. There was no Waffle House nearby. And so we went to Denny's at like midnight. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, yeah. That, that was just one of the only other things. And then like, Two of the other things now, we're kind of getting a little little sexual here, guys, which <laughs> later on in the podcast, we may dive into that a little bit more. But um, as some of you may or may not know, but obviously people who have experienced pregnancy are women. Sometimes your body is going to, pro- well, it will produce a lot more than what you typically, saliva, things of that nature. Everything is heightened times yeah. 10 and one of the things that I dealt with personally was um vaginal juices is mm-hmm. what I would like to call it yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot more discharge than usual a lot more discharge yeah. than usual just a lot of secretion so it was just like it was times 10 and then the other thing I experienced was just um my skin um I've always suffered for the most part um, with acne. That's always been an ongoing struggle since I was an adolescent. So um, my skin was changing. You know, oftentimes I would have breakouts. Um, also with your belly, your, um, your belly growing, um, your skin gets thin. You know what I mean? So you're having mm-hmm. to keep moisturized all the time itching things of that nature so just staying moisturized like I would lather in shea butter I would actually put shea butter on me four or five times throughout the day yeah that's a must it's it's 
quite amazing. Like as soon as you moisturize your belly, it just it, it absorbs it so quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are just some of the little crazy things. And I'm sure Ashley, as you get further along I, um, in your pregnancy you'll probably notice some changes or there may be some things that'll get better with time, of course. Yeah, for sure. You know, I love that we're kind of going through these things because these trimesters and weeks go by so quickly. Yeah. And every week, sometimes every day, you may notice something feels a little bit different. Yeah. And I do remember having the extra saliva. Oh, it was yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah. What is going on, you know? Yeah. Like, I've even heard, too, um, I don't know anyone personally, but I've even heard how there are some women who keep, like, a spit cup because oh, they wow. can do so much saliva that they have to spit constantly. So fucking yeah. nasty. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was pretty gross, too, just to have that buildup of saliva, like, yes. inside of your mouth. I was oh. like, ugh. Like, <laughs> and then, of course, the most obvious, which I think is, like, super dope, of course, the curves. I mean, like, your breast gets more voluptuous and yeah. perky, and then your ass get fatter. I'm sure you got a little badunka dunk over there. Yeah, you know, I was already working on my glutes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is like into all the mamas out there, seriously, whether you have already given birth to your children or you're currently pregnant, it the entire journey is this mental it's mental. It's like a mental journey. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. you being able to accept your body as it goes through all these different stages. Right. And for some women, that's a little easier. Maybe right. they come from a family where uh, someone's always pregnant or having children and they're used to seeing these changes and women adapt. But for myself, um, it, I'm not around babies. I'm an only right. child and right. this is my motherhood experience. And I'm used to being like this super fit, active person. Right. And now here I am gaining 30 pounds and right. like right. my chest is huge and like yeah. my back is wide, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But- so you have to like be able to look at yourself in every stage week by week and say, you know, I love my body and what it's capable of doing, especially growing a healthy, happy baby. Absolutely. Embrace it. Enjoy those moments. Document those moments. You know, I tell you, Ashley, all the time and all the moms out here, the moms to be that are bearing a child or children, um, enjoy those moments, document them and, and, and love on yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a beautiful experience. The whole pregnancy, it's, it's a beautiful experience. So definitely enjoy it. Um, I want to get into the next topic. Sweet. Um, subtopic rather. What is it that you feel as far as like making sure your partner is, a part of the of the experience through pregnancy how how do you how do you manage to do that because for me um for instance I remember with my husband Dwight um he would sometimes just when I get out the shower he would just rub my belly he'll rub Mm. me down you know just kind of building that connection and that level of intimacy you know what I mean yeah um or, you know, he'll rub my feet or, 
you know, things of that nature. That that would kind of be some of the things that he would do. And besides just typically like, okay, babe, I'm coming with you to your doctor's appointment. You know? Right. But but those are still certain levels of, of intimacy and a connection that we, you know, try to continue to maintain. Because it's important. Because I can imagine, I can only imagine that probably for for Dwight there may have been moments where you know I don't know maybe he might feel like he's getting jealous like I'm the baby may take up more time than him right I don't know you know what I mean so it's just like to still keep him a part of that experience make it that much more special yeah well one um you know being in the COVID pandemic again Right. Uh, Johnny has not been able to come to my doctor's appointments, wow, um, yeah. which he's bummed about, you know, I'm like, it's fine. They just, you know, take blood, make me pee in a cup and, you know, things like that. But he has had to miss things like ultrasounds. I had to record it on my phone and show him, you know, yeah. um, but we're good friends and we have always had a good practice with each other um, in terms of doing things together. You know, Um, one of the things that we did in the early stages of our marriage is we started going to a Buddhist temple together. Mm -hmm. And this was because he came from a Catholic background. I came Mm -hmm. from a Pentecostal background and neither of those religions worked for our union. Okay. So um, we were looking for a practice that was more us. And so even now we practice those breathing rituals mm-hmm. together. I think that's huge. Like right. we've been, we've become quite disciplined to set aside time mm-hmm. to meditate and send love to the people that we love and just like whole space to be present right. with one another. So that's one of the things that we do still, um, is meditate together. Um, we do yoga together. I nice. love, um, there's a lady yoga with Adrian on YouTube. We've been practicing with her for years now, but, um, similar things setting aside the time to practice yoga, to breathe. Right. And, um, he gets up in the morning and goes to work by six 30. I wake up at five just so that we can have breakfast together in the morning. It's just carving out that time, whatever time we can get with one another. Right. Um, and he does rub my back and rub my feet and cooks for me. You like know, most toes. no, no, no. <laughs> we are not into those things. <laughs> but, you know, he's he's always been very, very sweet. So I think it's just like me. um letting down my guard because that's the other thing that can happen with women if you're used to being really independent and now there are certain things that your body's doing like maybe you're in pain all the time maybe your feet are swelling whatever and you want to have that mindset of like no I got it I can do it I can do it and really just allowing my husband to be available for me you know right so yeah (laughs) no I I think that's important and um you know with um with having your partner be a part of the experience you know you 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 want it to be where it's like 
you know, babe, like, you're my support system. Like, we're here for each other. We can get through this, you know, like, which was speaking of that, that that kind of goes into, I think, a little bit of identifying your support system. Like, yes. Um, and your husband is definitely like your numero uno support I, buddy. I know. He's yeah. Like my bestie. Yeah. You know, and I forgot to add this as well, but as much, as many times as I can, because baby movements are hard to predict, Mm -hmm. but as much as I can, I try to let him feel the baby move. Yes. Um, Just so, I I think it's real for guys as well. They're prepping. You know, I think we talked about this in the very beginning, um, but when you get pregnant, the man goes into this overdrive of Mm -hmm. provide. Right. He's like, you know, whatever I need to do for my family, I'm about to get it done. I'm going to work. I'll work every hour of the day if I have to. Right. While women, you know, um, I feel like we are more prepping our bodies, prepping our minds, trying to learn, like, you know, which diapers are the best. Right. (laughs) Which bottles to use, what nipples (laughs) for the bottles. Like, you know, we get into that mindset of prepping um, I think it's, you know, the term is just nesting. Nesting, yep. Yeah, preparing our body and our mind for the baby. And so just like for him, I want him to know, yes, you're doing amazing by providing, but also this is why you're doing it. Feel the baby kick, feel the movement right. to kind of invite a softness. Right. You know. Absolutely. Um, The support system is... Um, is is definitely important because, like for me, um, the support system that I had for the most part was, you know, my aunt. Um, you know, Dwight was mainly there, of course. His mom, my mother in law, um, and and it's great to identify that because. You realize in moments of vulnerability or when your back is up against the wall, that's when I feel like you truly know and you recognize those people that are there. Like a prime example would be, and I know we'll kind of get into this, it's going to kind of segue into it at some point, where at the time that I went into labor, we were very we procrastinated a lot we we didn't have a crib we had very very basic things and um my cousin Marshan very always been supportive very active and involved in my life um came through and was just like okay we're gonna go get the crib today you yeah know what I mean um just little things like that or like you know when her and my aunt they was in the delivery room with us and they'll just you know they were there holding my hand you oh know that's I mean? wonderful yeah so it's, it's it's just or even with Dwight you know like um just with with the sense of urgency and just you know no hesitation with without a doubt just following through on things it, it, it's just it's important to 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 have a, a support system especially when you're talking about expanding your 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 family because it takes a village you can't do it all on your own right you know what I mean 
Um, what, what is what is your thought about identifying your support system or what does your support system look like? Yeah, so, you know, I think it's important to kind of mention our lifestyle before we got pregnant. Um, okay. We were traveling in an RV full time. Right. We were living that like nomadic free spirit life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um when we got pregnant we were in california and my family's in atlanta my family and friends like you are in atlanta and johnny's family is here in alabama and so you know initially we were thinking can we do this on our own you know can we stay here in california and make it work and it became overwhelming yeah. Because even if we needed someone, we are literally like on the other side right. of the U.S., you know. Right. <laughs> so um, that support system was really important for us. And that's why we decided to move into a house um, and kind of set down our roots here in Alabama. Um, I'm only about two hours away from my family and friends. His family's close and we did that mainly because of his mom his mom has always wanted grandkids yeah and is truly the most supportive person you know um and so we knew it would be best to be close to her because she's going to show up for sure whereas other people in our lives will show up as well but um it's like you know just having a constant mom figure who's been through it before who can kind of help me right absolutely and yeah I'm glad you said that because kind of needed to go back into that so with kind of clarifying and setting the 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 beginning stages of it for me you know Dwight and I we reside here in Atlanta and at the time um my father um was deceased my mom was not as present at that time and so who was really there through it all was my aunt who re- who resides here in Atlanta and his mother and his his mother who is my mother-in-law she lives in New Orleans and she made the sacrifice to you know to let it be known hey I'll travel up here to be here with you I mean she very helpful I mean especially early on when I delivered Cairo and we needed some help Dwight had to go back to work I was off from maternity leave and I fell into postpartum and and that's something at some point we'll get down later on the in the episode in depth but basically with all of the different lifestyle changes with after having Cairo she was she was there you know Mm -hmm. she was very helpful very supportive and, and that's needed so yeah yeah you know and my other support system is you you yeah no my girls have really shown up like you and Kaylin you know Kaylin had her baby in late August yeah um so her baby's like three four months now yeah your son is like close to two you both have boys you know right right and so y'all are able to like guide me as well I didn't want to miss that point it's like my girlfriends have shown up you know absolutely absolutely and you know it's important because like for instance you know you and I we have that history you know we've 
we've always been there for each other with different life events and I'm excited to be a part of this journey of watching you blossom into (laughs) literally like 30 40 (laughs) pounds of blossoming yeah but it's (laughs) beautiful and um you know even to my 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 good very good best friend Bambi um she's been very supportive as well and was very supportive during my pregnancy I mean she would come down randomly pop up help me do my hair yeah um you know even after I had Kyra hold them down for a couple so it's just like support looks like from everywhere family friends and you'll know Um, it like you know for the new mamas like you don't have to go out maybe maybe sometimes you do have to look for like a parent group right or like you know find a forum of women or local women that you can connect with because everybody's circumstances is different but also I feel like the people who want to show up in your life they do it Absolutely. You don't have to beg. You don't have to, you know, convince them um, to help you out. They see where you are in life and they show up. Right. But if you don't have that, um, which some people do not, uh, you can find that. You can, you know, they have all types of mom groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you use the WhatsApp for like tracking your pregnancy. Um, They also have community forums, the Flow app, which is another pregnancy tracking app. Yeah. It's a lot of resources. Yeah, there are a lot of resources if you don't have anyone. Absolutely. Okay, well, um, let's dive into what life looks like after birth. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so. man. So, uh, Shanae is the expert here. <laughs> so, I'll say, for me, um... I mean, biggest... what was it like bringing him home? Well, I'll tell you this. Let's back up. So, after I had Cairo, which he was born on February the 12th, and his birthday is around the corners. Super excited. Yes. Um... Cairo had to stay in the NICU at the hospital for about a week, possibly two, because of certain complications. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't the typical birth plan. It wasn't what I expected at all whatsoever. And being a first time mom and knowing that you mean to tell me I have to go home and my baby can't come with me. Devastating. The most devastating feeling I would never want anybody to ever experience however when things got better and he was cleared to come home I was nervous I was nervous I was excited because it's like I finally have my baby home he's with me he's safe but I was nervous and I had no idea what the hell to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) um of course I knew the obvious change his diaper um feed him you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but it was just like oh my gosh it's this baby what do I do and then um and then especially when Dwight had to end up going back to work that was definitely devastating but we'll get there I'm kind of fast 
kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, forward. let's but talk about the first But initially, <laughs> it was just like, when he came home, it was just like, oh my gosh, this baby. I mean, I loved on him and everything like that. But then it was the very first time he cried. And it was just like, okay, he's been changed. He's been fed. Why is you crying? What 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 happened? Yeah. You know? And and that's when that moment is just like, damn, this shit is real. Like every mm. <laughs> like this is real. And um and of course Dwight was there and he was, you know, we would try to figure it out because of course, you know, you have to just go with the signals. You have to kind of just fill it out process of elimination yeah you know what I mean? but it was very very nerve-wracking oh um, I you you probably missed it but I was like how is that first poop oh first I hear poop? that the first poop <laughs> is like yep well, you're a parent <laughs> from the first poop from what I can remember it wasn't that bad it wasn't like runny or green or oh, anything really? like that it okay. was just like a solid poop and it was like, oh, stinky, but okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, I've heard the stories of, like, the first poop is, like, black tar. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that it wasn't, like, a blowout or anything <laughs> like that. Nothing crazy. But one thing that was an adjustment was um, Cairo probably did not sleep in his crib until he was about maybe four or five months okay did you co-sleep he well no he well yes I don't know I don't well I'll say this because he was so used to being in the little um incubator thing Mm -hmm. while he was in the the queue he was used to being very like balled up very like close like he wasn't used to being in a cribbed environment we had so much space mm-hmm. so for a moment for like a good two three months or so me and Dwight would alternate by sleeping on the sofa and he slept like in this little bassinet thing okay um, near us and that's how it was for like a good couple of months so no sleep yeah <laughs> but barely no sleep yeah. so that was an adjustment um of just how he trying to get adjusted to his environment um yeah I would imagine you know because you you think about them like in the womb now and mm-hmm. they have no idea about like you know light and dark and having those cues of light is daytime and mm-hmm. dark is when I need you to go to bed mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did you all adjust with like bringing this newborn in and figuring out a schedule and maybe those sleep schedules come in later, but at least having a routine for like, okay, you sleep with him tonight on the couch and I'll make the milk or whatever. Yeah. So with that, that was difficult. Um, we would alternate, like, um, we would take turns periodically during the day. Um, you know, you got the morning shift, I got the afternoon, and we'll just try to take turns sleeping. But the difficult part about that was, at the time I was breastfeeding, I wasn't exclusively breastfeeding him where he's on the boob, but I was pumping and putting it in a bottle and giving it to him. And because there was a period of time where the demand was so high, my milk started to uh, dry up, so to speak. And so there will be times where 
when I'm about to go lay down after I've pumped and he got a couple of bottles or he got like a bottle too and because that's all that I can get out is two bottles worth of breast milk mm-hmm. next thing I know when I'm in a good sleep I have to get back up because my boobs are feeling like rocks and it's time for him to feed you know yeah. what I mean so I'm technically not really getting as much sleep <laughs> right because I'm constantly having to pump to get this milk off of me and to keep up with the demand so it was just very difficult but we would definitely try to alternate um it took a minute to kind of get a groove of a schedule um it was very difficult at first but we managed we were just trying to take turns like while he before he officially went back to work we would just kind of alternate mornings afternoons at night we would just kind of tag team or what have you Mm -hmm. um so yeah and another thing once baby got home another thing that we had to adjust with managing our time with Cairo our newborn son and our seven eight-year-old daughter at the time yeah um because of the fact that um we don't want to cheat her out of the time and just giving her that same love and caring and attention but also at the same time I mean we have a newborn so they require attention as well so it was kind of a challenge to try to manage that so what we would do is if Cairo is up or whatever we'll just all chill in the living room and you know, hey, Damani, um, let's pick a movie. What, what movie you would like to watch? And mm-hmm. we'll just all watch the movie together while she probably hold him or things like that. We'll practice with having, you know, monitoring her while she feeds Kyra with the bottle or something of yeah. that sort. Um, she helped us put his crib together. Just those little interactions to make her feel involved. So Wow, that was so good of you all because... You know, it is a balancing act of having a newborn and then jumping back into your day-to-day life. Right. And I don't think that gets any more real than when you also have another child that's dependent on your attention and your love and your care just right. as much as the, the newborn that you just had. Right. So good job. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, I have no idea what balance is going to look like at all. <laughs> I mean, and, and it takes time and it takes time for you to kind of just maybe at times think on the fly, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? To kind of figure it out. But it definitely was a balancing act. But we just tried to incorporate her in every aspect as we can. And we will also just try to dedicate time apart as well you know what I mean like where I'll try to dedicate time where like if Cairo is put down for a nap or for sleep you know hey Damani let's help me cook help me make lunch or help me cook dinner Mm -hmm. or you know what's we'll play a board game or something like that you know sharing that time with Cairo but then also dedicating a little one-on-one time with her as well as well as with Cairo so it's not you know awkward or she doesn't feel important yeah no that's awesome yeah that's really good I love you know the full spectrum of what we've talked about today because it's a journey of womanhood it's a self-care journey Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like you know and 
especially depending on what phase you are in in your marriage. Like I know you and Dwight were like year one mm-hmm. into your marriage and Johnny and I are year four. I do believe this is year four yes. <laughs> of our marriage and like how bringing a new life into the world, how you have to adjust, even right. if it's on the fly. Like, right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, at that time, we were probably like year now, we're like year two of marriage. But yeah, at that time, it was fresh because also just to kind of set the perspective for a lot of people at that time, find I was pregnant um, in April, no, on Father's Day of 2018, then October of 2018, married. Then baby came February of 2019. (laughs) And so it it was just a quick, very, very quick adjustment of being a mom and wife very quickly. Mm -hmm. No break in between. So that was that within itself was an adjustment. So shout out to all the moms who continuously have a balancing act of knowing how to juggle their time with their children especially if you have more than one oh my goodness yeah (laughs) man yeah that is a handful seriously but it's amazing it truly is amazing like how many things the woman body goes through and Mm -hmm. adjusts to like you think about your ribs making room for your growing uterus and like your belly button poking out right (laughs) as you feel space you know and um all the amazing things that go into creating the baby. And I try to remind myself of that because oftentimes when you're talking about being pregnant, you talk about what you're currently going through. Like if your back hurt, your feet are swelling, like the things that you can't do, but it's so beautiful. Like um, now uh, my baby, he's moving at about the same times every day, you know? Like usually around 6 a.m. in the morning, which makes sense because we're up eating breakfast and I've probably had something sweet like orange juice or something that gets him going. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also feel him a lot at night as we're settling down, like, you know, 10, around 10 at night, which is where Johnny gets to feel him, you know, the most. And um, those moments still wake me up out of my sleep sometimes okay because it's so flooring that he's he's alive he's moving Mm -hmm. especially when you're in those beginning stages of pregnancy you know when you're nauseous but you can't feel the baby right so you're like I'm having all these symptoms but is the baby okay you're constantly worried because you never feel it Right. But then once you start to really feel your baby move inside of you, it really brings that humbling, like, in the now, this is bigger than me mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. It's, it's real. That's when, you know, like, for me, it was just like, yeah, I'm pregnant. But then it's like when you see your belly growing or like you said, when the first time you experience the, the the movement of your child to me I described it the first time like flutters a lot of people like describe yeah. it as butterflies or something of that sort mm-hmm. um that's when it's like 
whoa, this is real. This is <laughs> real. Or the ultrasounds. That's yes. another one where you like hear the heartbeat and you yes. see the bones. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, this it's is like, really real. This is real. So, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah, um, truly. The other thing that you also have to try to make time for is your me time as well as intimacy with your partner so how does that fit in for you because I know some people are like after the baby like I did not want to be kissed on the neck like (laughs) you can keep that thing away from me (laughs) well I'm going to be honest so well they say after having a vaginal birth that you cannot have sex probably about maybe six weeks well we did not adhere to that we probably (laughs) dived into that about maybe week five we dove into that about week five so it was just like come on bring it on I miss this yeah (laughs) you know we were talking about that the other night my (laughs) husband Johnny and I and I was like I don't think we've ever gone six weeks mm-hmm. like that's a long time he's a like long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't think we ever have either <laughs> yeah like as far as with the me time at that time earlier on when Cairo was very young um my me time would just be something as simple as taking a shower I mean mm. I it it just felt so good just the water cascading down my body it was just like it was really very very soothing mm-hmm. so that was oddly enough my me time and I'm sure some moms can relate to that where it's just like oh I just need a good mm-hmm. hot steamy shower a good hot bubble bath so yeah soak um that's a really good one that's my self-care now even mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. I'm working, you know, still. I work uh, behind a computer most of the time, so I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get up and incorporate some movement. Um, but my muscles, you know, my back especially, with right. my, my growing belly, right. um, will really become inflamed for me. So that part of the day when I can get into the shower and just let the water hit my back, like warm water on my back. Yeah. It's like, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I made the, it. <laughs> it's the most rewarding feeling ever. It is. And like, and like now with Cairo being a little bit older, my me time would consist of, well, as he got a little bit older, my me time was, going to get a massage um Dwight treated me for my first mother's day since I had Cairo he treated me to a massage like I spent the day got a massage got my nails done got my toes done of course pre-quarantine I mean pre-coronavirus yeah um but now my me time looks like still the shower I'm a I'm a, a, a sucker for a good hot shower a good bubble bath but I also invested into like a little petty spa where I can do my own pedicures and my own manicures. I love it. That's my me time. Or doing my hair. Like I just dedicate a weekend of where I just doll myself up a good wax, nails done, toes done. I do it myself. I arch my own eyebrows. 
that's my me time a sip of gla- a glass of wine or something that self-care is incredible that's, that's a good me. routine you got going mm-hmm. and as far as with the intimacy i mean it it's really where oftentimes you know we sit up here you know we may have you know, we may have like a little movie day, you know, like for our anniversary, our two year anniversary um, this past October. Um, I cooked dinner. I cooked dinner by like candlelight, set it up the whole night. I made him dress up. <laughs> I dressed up, put on like a cute little dress. You know how to do it, you know? Yeah. And um, so th- just things like that, because sometimes it's just, it's not just about sex, of course, but it's just different levels of intimacy. Like, so yeah, um, we try to squeeze that time in, and like, yeah. it's important. It is. Our intimacy is one play. If okay. we can get out and like hike or go for a run, which my runs are short nowadays. Okay. Um, but if we yeah. can go out and do an outdoor activity together. That mm-hmm. is my love language. Like, okay. I loved when we were able to just like spend hours on the kayak together. Okay. You know? Nice. Um, so, those are huge for me, just some type of outdoor activity. But also, um, I think cooking for one another. Oh, yeah. Um, massages. I love giving my husband massages. And yeah, he does the same for me. That's a practice we've had since dating. Yeah, and Johnny's um, a good cook from what I'm... He's an amazing cook. Oh, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really good cook. He's still teaching me to cook. And um, I've kind of thrown him off, you know, because he, he's a nutritionist and okay. I'm pregnant. So right. don't tell me to, like, <laughs> eat asparagus when right. I want beef, you know? Right. <laughs> I want this big piece of steak. Yeah. Steak and potatoes or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so he's um he's broken a couple of his rules for me, <laughs> um, which is pretty hilarious. But yeah. yeah, no, the same. Dwight and I we take turn cooking. It, it was kind of like it kind of became like a unspoken kind of thing. We just kind of fell into this routine and to where it's just it's like clockwork. We take turns cooking for each other and trying new things. Um, so for me, that's that's cool. Um, you know, that's sometimes beautiful. we'll sit outside by the fire pit and just talk. I, mean, I love like, it. Yeah. So those are just some of the things that I think is important. Ladies, guys, get your intimacy. I said intimacy. <laughs> intimacy going. It's important to have that me time. Guys, you deserve to have your me time, whatever that may look like, whether it's playing your video game on your PS5 or, you know, hanging with your homeboys or whatever that may look like. Guys, it's important for you. Ladies, you know you got to get it in. So Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Intimacy is key, especially when the kids come along. You know, my baby is still growing, but it is important for me to know that my husband still thinks I'm beautiful. I love right. that, you know, those words of affirmations. Right. right now, I'm the biggest I've ever been. And so <laughs> those days when I'm like trying to look all sexy, if yeah. he notices, yeah. it says like, you look so beautiful. That's huge. You know? <laughs> yeah. One that I just feel it for myself. But 
yeah intimacy is totally important absolutely well guys um I think this has been a great episode I'm super excited to hear about the feedback and just any kind of thoughts opinions please I I, I encourage you to share that with us um I'm very eager and I'm looking forward to some of the upcoming topics we have coming your way so definitely stay tuned um Ashley before we close this out was there anything else that you wanted to share wanted to say please feel free I just want to really thank you for um bringing this idea back up I think it's so wonderful for women to talk to women about the things that we go through in our marriage as parents in our careers and Mm -hmm. how all those things mesh together Mm -hmm. and I also think it's extremely confident of you to start this new project in a time where we need to have those conversations Um, so thank you Um, I'm super excited to be a part of this journey Oh. <laughs> you're gonna make me cry this yeah. is gonna be really good and to the listeners out there we're recording this every sunday and dropping the podcast every monday yes so uh stay up <laughs> yes um definitely and actually i really do appreciate that i'm i'm grateful to be on this journey with you and to all of our listeners future listeners i i'm so happy to share this content with you all we're happy to share this content with you all so definitely definitely give us give us um a chance with just hearing us out and and again give us some feedback on you know any upcoming topics that you may all want to want to hear and and hear us talk about or share with you all so definitely do that one thing I want to end um with is a quote um just kind of like a just a food for thought type of situation and I want to hear Ashley I want to hear your thought about it as well okay um this quote I came across um it it just it really simple to the point but I think it's very very profound um it says dear universe I trust you dear universe I trust you and for me that speaks volume because oftentimes you know they say um whatever that you put out into or you you know you put out into the universe whatever thoughts you 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 say aloud um it can come to fruition and I I think it's important especially during these times right now what's going everything that's going on in the world right now it's important to still have faith faith excuse me and trust and 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 uh, and be positive and remain positive and speak those thoughts aloud so they can come to fruition and um you know I would have to say for me there's been moments where I've came across that I've been in where I honestly had no idea how it was going to pan out but just trusting and believing and having faith and putting trust into the universe you know things you know end up coming out on top so I just want to share that with saying that trust trust in the universe I love it Shay I love that so much like the words just put me in a state of gratitude right um just dear universe I trust you yeah it's like a surrender 
to yes. what is. Right. And that is the best thing that you can do for yourself is sometimes release the expectations that you have for a person or a situation or whatever you're going through and just trusting the process. Right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That was beautiful. Well, thank you, girl. You know, I could be deep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So on that note, this has been Shanae and Ashley. And thank you so much for listening to the power to be well. Um, Join us next time and we'll be um, getting at you soon. Awesome. Thank you.